Seven time for Barbara Friedman. Uh, it is Barb's wife. She's going to tell us about the things trending on social media. Let's see where social media is at next. Follow Cape Talk on Twitter at Cape Talk. Welcome, Barbara. Yeah, good morning. So my first uh, story that's trending is all about Israel and Gaza. And I think particularly over the weekend, the trucks, the first of the 20 trucks that were bringing much needed aid to Gaza. I see now a follow up to that is another 14 trucks have come yeah. through the Rafa crossing um, on the Egyptian side. We know, as Natalie was saying in the bulletin, they estimate at least 100 trucks a day are needed just to get people out of the dire situation they're in. So that we, so at this stage, they're not even meeting that need, but at least um, very smart looking trucks were going through. I don't know if you saw any of the footage over the weekend. Um, a line of those trucks obviously being scanned to the nth degree, you can imagine, by security. Sure. But nevertheless, going in, you know, in a situation where, to me, you know, I know it's been called a war crime, you cannot cut off food and other supplies from a civilian population. I mean, it's just, that is just not how you conduct any kind of war. I mean, against wars I am. But I do think that I have also opened up this morning Kevin Bloom's article on Daily Maverick, and I was actually going to mention it. So, great minds, you and I, Clarence. I think it's actually a very on it just accidentally, but a very, very, very good read. And you know, just this idea that this holy covenant, this belief in this, this, this God-given right to a piece of land that goes back for two, as he calls in the two tribes that believe this is a God-given right. You know, we live in dem- in a democratic time. I know this is a total pipe dream right now, mm. but the idea, you know, that Palestinian and, you know, Israeli people and Christian people in the area can actually live side by side in some kind of a democratic normal uh, you know country i know it feels like a pipe dream and no, it's the kind of hope that we need to keep we have to and they were and i just wanted to add from a social media perspective so i got sent quite a few videos the one was of a group of women of all faiths and you know there were israelis they were palestinians um they were on a walk in a desert and singing this incredibly beautiful song in all the languages and people were sharing that as if it had, they said this has just been done now. And of course, how would that be done now in the middle of a war? And I went and I found the source on YouTube and it was done six years ago. And I, you know, I wrote back to a couple of the people and I just said, this is beautiful and it is so full of hope, but of course it isn't now. And then there was another Israeli singer, um, just calling his name, also did a song with, in, in a sort of a venue with people of all faiths also singing for peace. And this was also done a few years ago. So people are sharing these as if they were done now because we are holding on to some kind of hope that there is a red, there is going to be a ceasefire, that there is going to be some kind of way forward that doesn't involve killing civilians and, you know, decimating the area. And I just will always, I mean, that is just, that's my, my position on this. There are no sides for me. Um, there has to be a, another way. No, you are on the side of peace and love. I'm on the side of peace and love. And yeah, it's airy fairy. But and I know everyone's, ro- you know, there are people that roll their eyes and they go, yes, but, you know, the yes, but argument, you know, from, from the Israeli side, yes, but if we had to step down, you know, we'll all be killed. And from the, you know, the same on, on the Palestinian side. And, you know, somebody has to take a brave step. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be brave about peace these days. You've got to be very, very, very brave. And then, of course, to the happiest story oh, that has man. really been the trending 
story all over the socials, and that is the massive day for the Springboks, and I want to add the Proteas on Saturday. I actually watched the cricket. I haven't watched cricket for a while. Um, we really killed. I mean, I had we shouldn't use the word killed, but we were really um, <laughs> peace, peace, remember. peace, peace. We it was an incredibly fun game to watch. I mean, it was a fifty-over game. Um, the Proteas were just incredible, yeah, they and. Were. It was a really fun game to watch. And then, of course, the, the, the heart-wrenching rugby. And I thought a couple of quite amusing memes came out. So from very just after the game, the English breakfast memes came out. Um, you know, obviously a lot of, a lot of images of um, a full English breakfast and people saying also we ate French toast. Now we, we're eating a, a full English breakfast. I wanted to say on neither school did we eat a full English breakfast True. or French toast. But anyway, we had a nibble. We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, and, you know, I mean, I know I'm the great rugby analyst, you know. Oh, jokes. Um, but I mean, the thing is, however much I know they were so angry and I mean, they feel, they feel cheated, I suppose, that we snatched it with one point. Um, you know, we played the full 80 minutes, as they like to say, in the rugby parlance, you know. Absolutely. We, ha we, we had the character, mm. they say, and I'm learning the jargon. And in that last 15 minutes, we did what we had to Five. do. Five. Five minutes, three minutes, actually. But it was about 15 minutes in that I felt we were turning it around a bit, like the energy was changing. <laughs> but I thought also what was quite amusing was Nando's. You know, quite a few brands jumped on the bandwagon. One was Nando's, who actually had a meme that said, we snatched the Cullinan from their crown. And interestingly enough, across the board yesterday, I came across people who were saying, and I'm talking about like all demographics, they were like laughing and saying, you know, um, you know, British colonialism, you know, there was a time they taught, they taught all the colonies rugby, they taught them all cricket, and now... Oh, they were all come back, you know, both in terms of the cricket as well, because, you know, we beat England on Saturday in the cricket well. and in the, you know, and, and it, it was in India, which is so funny because, yeah. of course, that was the great Colin. British British Empire. And um, they're like so angry and, we are, and everyone's laughing and saying, well, you see, the colonies have, have taken back the crown. I don't understand the other one. The, My, one, the one that's not actually... Salads don't win... Okay, so that's all over the. Um, I'm, I mean, that's because ox is. Um, you know, people are making a joke about oxen chair, because um, he came in and he basically turned yes. the scrum around yes. because he's an ox. Okay, he's not a lettuce leaf. Okay, I, can't, I, can't, I, I think can't. that's the joke. Correct me if I'm wrong. And people it's are saying, you know, oxtail. You know, oxtail for for lunch. You know, um, which I'm not going to be eating. <laughs> I love it. But um, so the salads don't win scrums uh, were, was a big one. And Woolworths has actually shared that meme as well. Um, another one which I don't see anywhere on the formal Nando's platform, but it's spoofed in a Nando's style, which said full English breakfast for only 16.15 rand, which is obviously yeah. a play on the score. So, you know, it goes on and on. And the last thing I wanted to say about that is the, the chill, the videos being shared of kids traumatized through that game. They are hilarious. Little ones crying their eyes out. and then of course that gorgeous picture of Sia holding his little girl afterwards with her tears on her face I mean that just doesn't get any more South African than all of that you know how invested the kids are and everyone's saying could you please Springboks could we just sue you because you're traumatizing our children <laughs> but it was done as a joke no for sure I was I was wondering what what Sia's uh, daughter was crying about I think it was just speculate 
I think she was just worried they were going to lose. Okay, so just happy because we won. Yeah, and I think I'd been sad that we were losing. Well, Didn't thought, you think we were going to lose? I thought maybe it's like, I thought they're going to hurt you, Dad. I thought they hurt you, Dad. He was off already by then. I think <laughs> yeah, she got over so. that. He, right, You know, he so. was sitting on the sidelines at that point. But I mean, it must but be tough for kids, kids to watch your father emotional. run into a mall. Well, that's true. Can yeah. you imagine those guys coming at you? <laughs> I'll give the ball. Take it. Take it. Take it now. Take it now. It's fine. Um, but finally, I just had to find something that amused me uh, further, and that is the mullet competition in the United States. It's called mm. it's called the um, the main event, M-A-N-E, and it's the annual USA mullet championships. And I know when we're watching the rugby, I'm sure you've noticed the, the haircuts. Um, it has taken on a slightly new twist. A lot of the guys have, and I actually keep thinking they look like Vikings. So I Googled it. Actually, it is called a Viking mullet. You know, like Archie's name has. The so Mohican kind of thing. It's sort of a Mohican and yeah. a mullet down the center, but shaved on the sides. Right. But if you go look at the Viking series that everybody like, a lot of people watched, that is the Viking what's mullet. It supposed, what's it supposed to strike fear in your heart? I don't understand it entirely. To me, it's like three different haircuts. It's like almost like a, a sort of a, a fade, a mullet, and a Mohican in one. And then they've, there's, you can see that there's a whole look going on yeah. at the moment. But the mullet contest in America is a far more conventional mullet situation. And um, they posted the finalists. I think there were 25 uh, finalists. And they've really got like serious mullets going on. Uh, the guy that won it has won it a few times before and um, actually lives in New York State, not in the South, as you might think. His name is Scott Salvadore. They also have a charity component to it, but I just thought the images of those mullets, it's just remarkable to me. Um, he will receive $10,000 as his prize. He donates a few thousand dollars of that to the charity of his choice. His actually charity is an organization helping survivors of human trafficking, so it's quite actually yeah. quite nice that it, there's a kind of bit of a charity component but these guys are committed to their mullets um i don't know what your view guys is on mullets i mean when i was about 18 which is in the early 80s mullets were big um even amongst quite a lot of the cool kids it was more of a sort of it was like quite sort of spiky in the front but more punky yeah and then there was like a long sort of tail at the back because a semi Some of us just don't have an option it's either number one or two so i can't even you know, you can't even go there, even if you wanted one. <laughs> exactly. And I think, yeah, it's what they say, a business in front, party at the back. That's the definition of a mullet. There we go. I understand it now. Um, I'll never be able to be in that competition, unfortunately. <laughs>